Welcome to the Victoria Anarchist Book Fair's week of podcasts and performances featuring local, national, and international activists and authors. The Book Fair Collective and From Embers have teamed up this year to release presentations over our podcast platform that can't be held in person due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Recordings of these voices of resistance were conducted on unceded Indigenous territories across so-called British Columbia and beyond. For more information about the book fair and a full schedule of online events, you can check out victoriaanarchistbookfair.ca. Listeners in the Victoria region are encouraged to visit Camus Books at camus.ca for anarchist publications and more. Thanks for listening. Anarchist Book Fair Collective would like to acknowledge the interview you are about to hear with Satsik Wallace of the House Umbas from Mamtagilat Kwakwakiwak Territory is simultaneously occurring on unceded Lekwungen territory in so-called Victoria and on unceded Wasanish territories. Thank you all for attending this special po- podcast featuring an interview with Satsik Wallace Umbas, warrior, grandmother, and matriarch. My name is Kimberly Croswell, and I am privileged to have this opportunity to ask Satsik Wallace about her life and views on how Indigenous resistance can be combined with cultural renewal to realize ecological sustainability and Indigenous sovereignty. Satsik Wallace has taken part in many actions. For years, she has been involved in fighting fish farms and clear cuts in her traditional unceded territories to ensure the survivability of wild salmon. Satsukwalis is currently in the process of rematriating the lands she calls home. She is the founder of the Matriarch Camp, located on unceded Mamtagila territory, where she recently installed a tiny big house. Satsukwalis, I'm honored to have you join us today to share your wisdom. Thank you for your time. I'm curious to know everything you have to tell me about Indigenous resistance and cultural renewal and how they are intertwined. But first, I think we need to know a little bit more about Montagila territory. Where is it and what does the land mean to you? Um, Montagila territory that we're moving the uh, little house at is um, in Halidi, which is a place of healing. And uh, that is located by what is previously known as the Kelsey Bay Sayward area. Uh, we have some land there, um, as well as uh, it was a village. Um, our people left, lived there, and um, it's been abandoned for about um, 70 years now. Um, basically, on the West Coast, we have very, very many abandoned um, uh, in that area. And basically, um, that's because... Uh, uh, everything that's happened within the entire system of this government um, has been a really push on assimilating us. And so what happened with our, a lot of our villages are totally abandoned now because of the Department of Indian Affairs um, pushing to move the children there was all, or the, or the la- off the land. And it was a coordinated effort um, at the same time as this was happening, the children were in residential school. And the grandmothers and grandfathers were told um, if they moved to our people, the Montagila moved to Turner Island to be with the Slawitsis, which were closely related to. And um, 
from there, there was the push again to move them to another area, which is um, economically uh, whatever. And um, what happened is that the uh, the land there is is um, hasn't been used in a long time, and uh, our abandoned reserves are a result of this government's. Uh, I don't know, have a, a harsh word, but fuckery, and. Um, that is, that is insane because uh, from Turner Island, our people were encouraged to move to Yalis, otherwise known as Alert Bay. And so uh, that reserve became abandoned as well. And uh, so all, the, all these territories uh, that, uh, that were in, in that area, we were a very nomadic people within our territory. We never lived in one place. We had summer camps, winter camps, berry picking camps. All those things were very seasonal, and we moved within our territories to uh, do this. But uh, now, you know, like, you have to have a boat. You have to have, like, all these things set in place before you can even go uh, back to the land and uh, do any kind of work or anything. And um, that's that's really uh, critical uh, to our people, uh, you know, this disassociation or dispossession of our territories, and um, right now, uh, in Halidi, where we are moving our Tutsi to, uh, the clear cut has happened in there, and they've been auctioning off our land uh, for a clear cut. We have an INAC chief who is very corrupt, and uh, he is a Sawitsis. And what happened um, when he became an elected chief, he enacted uh, ban custom law which uh, made him chief for life. And what he did, the first thing he did was put my people into extinction. Uh, the Montpelier people do not exist on any uh, any uh, nation or anything like that. There's only the Tlaoitsis. And this is, uh, this is um, really, really uh, uh, deadly uh, stuff that's been done in our territory because we have fish farms uh, and we have the... Uh, logging clear cut that's happening within our territories. And I recently went up to Alert Bay, Yalis, and um, it was very, very sad to see, you know, all along the, the highway there, you know, there's a, like clear cut has happened in such a bizarre uh, assault to the land. It's violence to the land is literally what it is. And violence to the land is violence to the people. And uh, people need to realize that that uh, these things have to change. And um, I started the matriarch camp uh, in 2017, I believe. And uh, basically I started it because of the, uh, the government um, and all the shenanigans that they were pulling on the fish farms, you know, like holding out the, the, the carrot and saying, oh, well, wait for the re renewal. If things are coming up in renewal. Meanwhile, they knew all along they were not gonna be moving. And even at this point right now, um, the fish farms within my territory has three right in front of my, my village, which is Itsikan, where our people lived as well. And um, all of this is uh, really, really uh, quite tragic to the land um, and to understand that everything is connected. So what happens is you've broken that connection, you've broken that natural law, and there will always be consequences when you do that. And uh, bringing in a foreign species that are not uh, from this territory 
is is to me it's like an abuse of um of an animal uh fish they have spirits too they um they're very very special and they give so much to the land and to the people um if you go and see a, a tree right at the very bottom of the tree to the very tip of it on top you will find the salmon dna so the salmon is very very critical to our people and uh, one of the things, you know, that um, I started the major camp for was I wanted to hold space for the people that were on the fish farms. And uh, I wanted this to be kept in the public eye, you know, constantly. So um, the only way that we could effectively do that is um, to get arrested at actions that we were doing. I think it was the first one that um, I walked on my feet, but everyone after that, uh, every arrest after that uh, ended up being, they had to work. They had to carry me. I was not walking uh, to any police car after that uh, first arrest. And um, yeah, so that was the reason why the matriarch camp got set up was to support our people at home and to support our people on the fish farms. And um, we, we've done a, a lot of work as a matriarch camp. We don't just stick into one uh, area with the uh, fish farms. Um, we also do, uh, we also do, uh, like we went to Burnaby Mountain um, and, and, and helped there. And, uh, and that's something that we're doing right now. Um, unfortunately, we cannot get the Gutsy into our territory right now. There's been work uh, crews that have been going up quite often, uh, trying to um, clear the old logging road of uh, stumps and all that so we can get our, our, our house in. And with COVID and everything, we've had to put that on the back burner for now, uh, which is very, very um, disheartening to me. I I just want to get to the land so bad. Um, moving back to the land is one of the most important things as indigenous people that we can do to honor our ancestors, to honor the teachings. I think it's very, very important that we go into our uh, traditional territory and uh, live there, make use of it. And so, yeah, so one of the things that, you know, my dream is that Halidi, you know, will grow into a village and, um, I think uh, that's one of the things that I think society has to move towards is more like a village um, a plan other than, uh, you know, damaging the land and damaging, you know, the, the food sources of the, all the animal kingdoms that need it. And so, yeah, it's quite critical that, um, that uh, we did the work that we did and, uh, I think we've done really well. We went to um, we went to hmm, Swanson Island, and we stayed there for about three months altogether. Um, it was uh, very very uh, sad to see the salmon being in those pens like that. Um, like I said, that's abuse to an animal, to a fish. And they are our relative. We all have strong, strong connections to the animals, to the, the super beings. And um, this is all, you know, part of our, our teachings. And, yeah, so I think I, you know, kind of covered that. I kind of ramble on, but <laughs> oh, you did well. That's so so in depth, and uh, I I'm so appreciative of uh, learning more about your background. 
Um, you started talking about the matriarch camp, and I'm curious to know what is rematriation? If you can define what rematriation means and how did the process begin for you? Rematriation to me is one of the most important things that need to happen. And uh, the area that um, is, is, is really, really important is the matriarchs. And um, the, we've been put on the, pushed back to the matriarchs for a long time now. And the government, um, you know, knew that uh, the woman had power, that the women were respected and they had the ear of the men. And uh, we were the, you know, the diplomats, the caregivers, the life givers, and all those, you know, those areas. And, um, yeah, so rematriation is moving back to the land and it's also standing up as women and uh, taking our place uh, where we were meant to be, which is the front line. And one of the reasons why we do the front line and women is that when, as women, when we have exhausted every avenue that can be taken, it is then when we turn around and say to the men, come, we need you. And uh, this is one of the most important things to me. Um, I'm all, of, all about holding up our women and our youth. Uh, those are my, my areas that, uh, that I, I think, you know, are very critical to um, be involved in. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, yeah, with all of that, it's like uh, there are a few things that, uh, for example, you know, that with for myself, um, you know, we do have, we stay within the natural laws. And what's happened is the matriarch system was torn down and uh, the men need to remember that that system was torn down by colonial power. And the men need to know that the women need to stand in the front line and be protected at the same time. It's a very, very uh, fine line to walk. And uh, rematriation is about moving home, back to the land, taking our place as women, um, as warriors. And uh, that is really, really important because then we can really grow. And then, you know, we can walk together with the men. It wasn't that long ago, if we talked about the matriarch system, the men would laugh at us. And my answer to all of that is, you know, one day we'll all laugh together on how foolish the men were <laughs> and <laughs> they'll laugh with us, you know, and that's, that's something I strongly believe in. Great. So um, to talk about that tiny big house that you have, that was a project that came to fruition through the work of many people. And I'm, I'm wondering what role has allyship played in the various actions you have undertaken and how do you describe effective allies? Um, I think that uh, effective allies um, are ones that need to start listening with their heart um, and not just with their ears. That's very important because we do have um, some, you know, troubling things happening in our territories and by, uh, you know, people that we love um, that uh, shouldn't be uh, in that um, in that area. Uh, you know, I'm losing myself right now. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so how, why don't we talk about the building of that tiny big house? Um, how long did that tiny big house take to put together? 
Wow, it was put together uh, within a week, and um, well, it's still not completely uh, finished. The um, solar panels need to be put on. Uh, right now, it's uh, parked out in um, some uh, some man who's allowed us to uh, use his um, use his yard uh, to park the Gucci in and the reason why we call it the Gucci is because the Gucci is our big house and we call it Gucci Bidu which is our house of small um and uh yeah that's um that's that's one of the most important things was that I needed to get back into the land it's been something I've been talking about for years and uh, to see this all fall into place so easily is, like, just incredible. I am so grateful to many of the people that have supported us, and I'm very grateful for all of those that worked on our big house. Um, it's going to probably be uh, next spring uh, when we're going to move it in. And um, we'll be doing a lot of fundraising up to then, Uh because uh, you know, there's there's the hauling fees that you know to get the thing in, and all of those things uh, that it uh, requires to move that move that home. We've been very lucky to have crews going in with Makola, uh, my son, and uh, doing a lot of clear clearing of the old logging road so that we can get the house in um, without uh, too much of a struggle or any damage to our little house. And uh, the reason why I picked Halidi is it's a place of healing as well as it's right at the clear cut. Um, And the fish farms are only a 30 minute speedboat ride uh, from where we were putting our Gucci so we'll be able to have access and be able to uh, deal with and be a thorn in the side of um, the fish farms and the clear cut that's happening within our territory. No one has come to the people and asked permission for this to happen. This rogue chief has asked no one to have this happen. And I went up on the Martin Sheen um, and spent a week traveling up the coast with them. And uh, there's uh, a lot, a lot of stuff that um, we've seen that were very, very um, troublesome. Uh, One of the things that um, came to light was uh, when we were on the boat, we seen a barge way off in the distance. And I noticed that it had a crane on it, and I was watching it. And the crane was lifting uh, substance from the barge and plunking it into the ocean. And uh, that was very disturbing. I uh, could see the water uh, coloring, and it was quite a distance away. And we also could smell um, whatever they were dumping into the ocean. And so, you know, being concerned about all of that and not knowing anything, one of the crew members phoned um, and what we found out was that it's a it's a legal dump zone is what it's called. And there's about 20 of them along the coast of uh, along the coast of um, this this area. And uh, yeah, so that's. 
I'm petering, sorry. Yeah, no, you're doing great. Um, so my next question is uh, about our recent history that we all shared together. Last winter, you were also a prominent figure among the Indigenous youth occupying the British Columbia Legislative Buildings. Mm -hmm. You and they, alongside everyone who joined you, stood in support of the Wet'suwet'en sovereignty as the Canadian state and coastal gas link threatened their territories with a frack gas pipeline. What was your role on the steps of the legislature last February and March? And what do you think became of the protests? Um, my role was um, that uh, I was an elder as, there, as an elder and um, as an auntie uh, to all the youth that were there. And uh, it was a powerful, powerful time um, to see all of this fall into place. And uh, one of the things that um, I, you know, really, really thought was important was probably 99% of the time it was Indigenous people that spoke. And uh, that's, that's something in itself. They raised the bar there as far as I'm concerned that um, that uh... well, um, so you were often on the steps, and so you uh, were around the sacred fire. Can you talk about what sort of things happened around the sacred fire, or is that private? Uh, no, the 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 sacred fire. Um, it, it it's an important part of our uh, of our tradition um when we uh are doing these kind of actions um and the youth like i said uh you know i believe raised the bar for a lot of uh um i'll say activists um uh the environmentalist and non-indigenous uh people that um that uh, is one thing that um needs to change that you know, when you're doing the work on the territory, you must do protocol. And one of the most important things is that you need to, um, you need to remember that um, all of this is all tied together in, in, in one um, thing and the actions, uh, you know, that, um, you know, a lot of the actions that, that happen, there are non-Indigenous people that do all the speaking, and, or 99% of the speaking, and very few of us, you know, were given a voice. We have found our voice, and uh, we're getting stronger every day. And one of the things that uh, people really need to do is to stop talking and start listening. Because... It's so important. Everything that's happening to Earth right now is really, really heartbreaking. What's happening to the indigenous people, the world is really heartbreaking. And uh, all of this is really important that we do need our allies, our accomplices. Um, they're very, very critical. Uh, it's just, you know, that they have to understand and where what their role is now that we are decolonizing and working on decolonizing ourselves um that uh, uh you know like I, I i don't like the word service but it's the only word i can think of that there must be service given and that means you take care of the elders that are there you take care of the elders that are around the fire 
you know, you bring them tea, bring them water, you know, and, and that's that's important. Or, you know, like other organizing um, things, but the bulk of the speaking needs to be the Indigenous people. And the area that I really, really work with on making this happen is our youth and our women. And that's one of the reasons why I stood with the youth. I was also with them at the mining um, office uh, department also, and uh, I was the first one arrested there. And it was really funny because, you know, like uh, one of my friends was out there and I guess they were talking about who they were going to grab first. They decided they were going to grab me first. And she looked at them and she said, be ready for a shit show. (laughs) That's what happened. That's what happened. Totally. And the the second time that we went to the ledge was very, very powerful. Uh, we, I don't know how we met. Well, no, I do. It's the ancestors. <laughs> they're, they're, they're covering our tracks all over the place. And, uh, like, I was so surprised, you know, like, that we were able to go in the, in the second time with, uh, no, nobody noticing and everything. And, uh, it was very, very powerful. And when we're on the bottom steps, you know, I, uh, from the main, uh, entrance, um, I looked at somebody and I said, well, we need to get closer. So I went up to the stairs that they were at, at the ceremonial entrance, and I sat down. And then I started putting my hands up saying, come, come, come. (laughs) And everybody just ran in. It was so perfect. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the youth, I am so, so um, inspired. And uh, they give me so much hope and inspiration um, to uh, keep doing this work and to, to keep, you know, holding the youth up. And, you know, you'll, you'll notice at events now I speak less and less. And the reason why I do that is because I really believe in the, uh, the thing um, of um, – okay – <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I find uh, I find that um, it is it is very very important to know your role. And uh, mine is holding space, and now others are standing up. So it's time for me to work to step back a little bit more each time, and uh, that's uh, something that um, is really really important to me. I consider it almost like a protocol of the uh, matriarch camp. The matriarch camp was started um, by three women um, and uh, we, we lived in the tent for an entire winter. It was powerful. The, uh, sn- we lived through snowstorms, windstorms, rainstorms. Uh, we went to three tents and two canopies uh, because, of the, because of the damage done by the uh, weather. And so, yeah, and the um, the uh, the matriarchs and the women that were with me. Um, one of the saddest saddest things for me is that we lost uh, Shauna Green, and uh, that was that was very very sad. Um, she was well loved, and she was an inspirational warrior. And oh, I loved to hear her sing. She was so powerful. And uh, yeah, so. Right now, we're, we're, we're sitting back a little bit more. Um, we're, we're working on an action right now. 
that will be in my territory, the Montevideo People's Territory on the island. So I would say stay tuned and, you know, watch for the notice when we step forward with this action. Great. Um, so my last question is just to ask you in general, is there anything you would like to add? Um, yeah, I, you know, I'd like to add, you know, with the fish farms, um, with everything that's happening now, uh, we're going to another year. But like we went through three, two years of no salmon last year. Uh, there was some salmon and that was because of the fourth um, season. And we knew, everybody knew that there was going to be, you know, more fish. Well, this year we're back to very, very few. The quota that our elders got, their quota was one salmon per house. And that was it. I am going through the second time of uh, my freezer being empty of any salmon. And there was a lot of dogs and humpies out there, but that is not our preferred fish. And it also is a fish that we use for specifically for soups. Uh, pink salmon is the one that um, it gives us all the nutrition that we need. And, you know, like to me, it's really, really important for uh, people to realize that, um, you know, that when we talk about the ocean, we talk about the Pacific Ocean, the, uh, you know, Mediterranean Sea and all those things, people really need to realize there is only one ocean. And uh, that's detrimental in um, how we walk forward and how we realize that this has to happen. And also, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, um, since time immemorial, salmon has been part of our DNA. And my people will start suffering soon from lack of DNA. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's very, very troublesome. Um, yeah, I... There are times that, you know, that I'm just crushed by what's happening around us. And there are times that I feel incredibly strong. And uh, I'm moving towards a pretty strong again, which is just a really, really good uh, place to be in. Um, so, yeah, the salmon is, is so important to our people. It's, uh, I mean, it's part of our culture. Uh, it's, it's in our singing, it's in our dancing, it's in our teachings, and uh, all of that. And um, our people will start suffering. There's a term that some of us use, it's called Indian sick. And this is what's going to happen. And mm -hmm. uh, that's very, very troublesome, especially for a matriarch um, who holds the youth and the children really, really close. Well, thank you, Sastakwalas. If uh, you say you need, you're going to be doing some fundraising, if in the interim somebody who hears this wants to send some uh, an e-transfer your way, how can they reach you? Um, to the matriarchcamp at gmail.com. Great. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and... Uh, telling people what's going on with you and your territory. And uh, I wish you all the best in these next days and years to come. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing this interview. It's really, really important, you know, that um, I try never say no to anything because uh, this is so, so important to all of us. This, uh, 
this ocean, you know, provides so much. To our people, it's our grocery store. And our payment is to be stewards of that water. Our collective strives to uphold the lives of indigenous peoples throughout Turtle Island and the world. We recognize the inherent right of indigenous peoples to assert indigenous law, practice cultural autonomy and territorial sovereignty. We stand opposed to all acts of colonial land seizures, systemic racism and any attempt to undermine indigenous cultures and histories. We of the Victoria Anarchist Book Fair Collective strive to challenge ourselves and our community to grow in our responsibilities to apply anti-colonial learning, anti-racism and international and ongoing mutual aid to indigenous peoples and all those marginalized by the forces of colonialism, state power, capitalism and cultural genocide. If you like to directly support the struggle for indigenous sovereignty, visit unistoten.camp, which is U-N-I-S-T-O-T-E-N dot C-A-M-P, or visit ancestralpride.ca and the Matria Camp on Facebook. Or check the show notes of our episodes featuring indigenous land defenders on victoriaanarchistbookfair.ca. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded, unsurrendered territories of the Hussainic and Lekwungen peoples, this land now referred to as Victoria. CFUV is proud to amplify Indigenous, Femme, and Queer voices on our airwaves. To see a full spectrum of our programs, please visit cfuv.ca. We are the tribe that they cannot see. We live on an industrial reservation. We are the Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native American. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. The callers of names cannot see us, but we can see them. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Our DNA is of past and future. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the evolution, the continuation. The Halusa Nation.
Alusa Nation. Halusa Nation. Bismillah. Hey. Hey. Showing living by the Z code. What the f is fleek though? Don't ask them, what do he know? What I forgot is better than whatever they remember. Never mind, I'm off it. It's quiet form. Time to put the temper tantrums to the quiet corner. Hush, that's enough, said the ruler. No suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, and stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm out there calling riot garments, top five. Dying on and on them, super fly, slick a top rope, eagles diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, smoky. Big chief heart rate, big beat, B-E-Y, I seen straight jacket come clean. Big said it was a dream. Now it's a living thing. With you and living kings, I mean it, I mean. Superhero got the people power. Yeah, I see 
Satan and Yasin, you should heed the hour. With you and living kings, I mean it, I mean. I mean it, I mean. Yasin and Yasin in the R.E.D. I mean it, I mean. Originalization with Pantaleda, I mean. I mean it, I mean. Straight jacket, come clean, Yasin and Yasin in the R.E.D. Originalization with Pantaleda, we An eclectic group of award-winning string wizards will come together to present an evening of fear candy from various roots. What? Is that true? <laughs> Ear candy. CFUV is people-powered radio, and sometimes people make mistakes. That's how you can know we're not robots. CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, or visit us online, cfuv.ca.
collect call from an inmate at an alien nation correctional facility to accept the charges press one thank you connecting now it's me jack listen you gotta find charlie you guys gotta find him you gotta find him and pass this on to him before it's too late i think it's too late already but i'm begging you try for me you guys got pulled you do people listen to you you know they do so maybe, just maybe, that kid Charlie, he'll hear this too. Charlie, I don't know how I'm going to survive in here. I think I want to die. I mean it. I'm surrounded by animals, beasts without nations. It's a human zoo with the hyenas in charge. And I'm just at the start of the sentence, and I got no relations. When you guys find him, please tell him this. You still come to me sometimes, Charlie. Your thin face, your cheekbones sharp as knives. You were lost, no doubt about it. You ran away from that residential school, and all you wanted, you said, was just to get home. Your face still haunts me, and it's always at moments when I least want to remember you. When another news report announces the find of another murdered Indian woman, and I wonder if this is the one who will be mum. I think of you, Charlie, when I'm walking in my hood, and the cops throw me on the concrete because I rock my colors. I remember you when I'm jonesing for something I know I can't have. I hate to say it, but sometimes I wish I'd never met you. I wish they never did in that school what they did to you. You're still hurting, Charlie. We're going to hurt for a long time. We hurt from the before, and it makes us hurt so bad right now.
esos sueños tuyos y los míos se tenían. Luego te dan un beso y de la mano ya te Por eso te digo, es aquí, es aquí, es aquí, es aquí. My name is Eunice Joe. My new channel's name is Tlashucks. And I invite you to tune in to the award-winning First Nations radio show, CM Na Swamoth. Tune in every Wednesday, 11 a.m. on CFUV 101.9 FM, UVic Campus Radio, CM Na Swamoth, my honored Native fellow people. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria, online at cfuv.ca. Check out our new program schedule on our website to make sure you never miss your favorite CFUV shows. Did you miss last week's episode? Don't fret, because you can relive all the action online. CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria.